Welcome back to the Parbar Podcast. This is the eighth episode in our church history series, and today we are talking about Perpetua. In the year 201 AD, there was a man named Severus. His last name is not Snape. Severus was the emperor of Rome at the time, and he made it illegal for Christians to make disciples. So he he wrote an edict uh, that made it illegal for them for Christians to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and to teach them everything that Jesus commanded. And he tried to stunt the growth of the church by doing so, but we all know the story by now. It didn't work. Now, in uh, in this time frame, in 201 AD, when this edict was decreed, uh, Perpetua was alive and she kept a diary. So we actually have her own written account of her life. For example, we know uh, that she had three brothers. We know her family was wealthy, that she was educated. We also know that when she was arrested for being a Christian, she had an infant son who was still young enough uh, to nurse. She was arrested in the year 203 AD. And most people think that her husband abandoned her. Most historians read through her accounts because when she was arrested for, for being a Christian, she never writes of him. He's not with her. Um, He doesn't come to visit her. It seems perhaps he abandoned her. And when she was arrested, she was around 22 years old. So a 22-year-old woman, a young woman with a nursing infant, is arrested for being a Christian. Her name is Vibia Perpetua. And her prosecutor in court was a man named Hilarionis. And it's okay, you can laugh. His name is Hilarius. And at first, when she was arrested, she was placed under house, house arrest. And... Uh, it became a burden to her and to her family because her family did not support her in this. They didn't. They wanted her to give up being a Christian and to forsake Christ. And she writes this in her diary. May I find it here? She writes this. While we were still under arrest, my father, out of love for me, was trying to persuade me and shake my resolution. Father, said I, do you see this vase here? Yes, I do, said he. And I told him, could it be called by any other name than what it is? And he said, no. Well, so too, I cannot be called anything other than what I am, a Christian. At this, my father was so angered by the word Christian that he moved towards me as though he would pluck my eyes out. But he left it at that and departed, vanquished, along with his diabolical arguments. So, Being at home was hard on her and her family, but being under house arrest was also when she was baptized and when she received the Lord's Supper for the first time. Um, After her house arrest, she was moved to an underground prison, this dark hole in the ground, and it was very difficult because it was overly crowded, of course. It was hot in there, soldiers abused them and so on, and worst of all, she was worried about her baby boy. Her guards eventually, because of her pleas and requests, reunited her with her baby so that she could feed him. Remember, he was a nursing infant. And one day, her and four other Christians were finally brought out of prison before a great crowd of people, 50,000 of them, uh, and each was questioned in turn. When it was Perpetua's turn, her father came with her baby in his arms, and he asked her to worship Caesar 
for the sake of her baby son and perpetually refused. So her dad, her, her own father, coming with her son, came to her in the court, in the proceedings of the court, and employed her for the sake of the love of her son to give up Jesus. Now this is a wonderful teaching opportunity, for as our Lord himself says, you must hate father and mother and brother and sister, and, and yes, even your own life, if you want to be a disciple of his. Uh, you must choose him, you must choose Jesus as your first and primary love. And when we do that, when we choose Jesus as our first and primary love, you will love your wife appropriately. You will love your husband appropriately. You will love your children rightly. And her refusal here, Perpetua's refusal here, to love Jesus more than her father and to love Jesus even more than her son, to love Jesus even more than her own life, is the propering order of love. It is indeed the most loving thing she can do. Uh, in the court proceedings, Hilarionis asked, you know, because he has to make this official, are you then a Christian? And she said, yes, I am a Christian. Remember what she said about her dad, uh, to her dad, a vase cannot be called anything else. It's a vase. And she's a Christian. So Hilarionis condemned all and all of them to die, all these Christians, in the arena by wild beasts, you know, to be gored and trampled and stomped upon. And one of God's mercies to Perpetua in this time was that her son was weaned. He no longer needed to nurse and was able to eat food, and which, of course, relieved her of her worry. When she was brought out to the arena, she went singing and joyful because she knew she would soon see her Lord Jesus. The arena in Carthage still has, you know, if you went there today, if you were able to travel there, uh, you can still walk through the ruins the exact same place where in 203 AD, on March 7th, Perpetua was brought in front of 50,000 people who came to watch her die. You, could, you can go there and you can go to the place where our brothers and sisters were put to death. Perpetua walked into the arena singing psalms and she went out with another woman named Felicitas. So these two women went out to face their death. And the animal that was chosen to be set against them in this arena was a, a mad cow. Uh, the cow knocked them both down, but when these two women stood up, the cow refused to come near them again. And of course, the, the crowd was disappointed, and the soldiers got the animal out of the arena, then brought the women back to, back to their jail cell, to prison. And Perpetua told the Christians in prison, she said this to them, You must stand fast in the faith and love one another. Do not be weakened by what we have gone through. All the Christians then were led to the arena and as a group. They were put up on this platform, and to expedite their death, a gladiator of the arena went down the line and killed them one at a time with a sword, and Perpetua was the last to die. Now, just like in the last episode, remember I said that the weakness of man is the strength of God. And no one, no one remembers Caesar Severus. And the only reason why you might remember his name from the beginning of this episode is because I connected him with Severus Snape. But nobody remembers him. But for the last 1,800 years, Perpetua has been known all over the world for her love and loyalty to Jesus 
and her martyrdom. Um, compared to Severus, the emperor of, of the Roman Empire, Perpetua is the one who received an everlasting crown. And so may the I hope that these these little stories, these little snippets of church history are encouraging to you and they embolden you to have a brave faith for our Lord Jesus Christ. That's it for this episode of the Parbar Podcast. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Mm-hmm.